0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bezel Banter, a podcast that covers different topics, including travel, various gear, and of course, watches. I'm Leslie.
1: And I'm Ernesto.
0: And today we're talking about social distancing and our current events and what's going on in the watch world.
1: Yes, it's been quite a crazy few months, right, with social distancing and this pandemic and
0: Yes, and it's changed our habits quite a bit too. So uh, a lot of things I, I'm, I'm discovering like in terms of like wearing watches, looking at watches, it's, uh, it's changed things uh, quite a bit, and it's very interesting for sure.
1: Well, I, I know it's been a few months since March and April when the pandemic really hit, and uh, we're just going to call it the virus for the lack of a better term at this point. But the, when the pandemic hit and social distancing became uh, more focused on, what have you been doing since then like over the summer?
0: Well, it's it's been very interesting. So at the time I was still um, you know, managing a store for uh, an AD and we had to close our store uh pretty much, uh, you know, that we got a call and then they were like, "Well, that's it. We're closing the door and um, you know, we'll we'll let you know as we go." So we still had, uh, you know, we still had clients contacting us. We we're still contacting clients. We still had products. But we had to completely change the way we were selling and distributing and um, getting information too. So, uh, I mean, it was, um, yeah, it was very different. Uh, instead of spending our entire days in the store, then all of a sudden we were home. And I was home with with my child, which was awesome. But, um which was also very uh, challenging in terms of like you know being able to work Um, brands were reaching out in different ways we had a lot of training which was awesome and everyone was pretty much uh, spending their days online there was a lot more content a lot more things to read and a lot more people taking pictures on Instagram so there was a lot more interaction we didn't have that interaction on a daily basis person to person so you know face to face so we, um, we found a different way to connect because I think that's, uh, something that, you know, we all found out with this, uh, pandemic lockdown, social distancing is that we really crave interaction with, you know, with people. So we have to find different ways in terms of like, you know, personally, but also professionally. So that was, um, that was very, um, very interesting and, uh, very positive in a way too.
1: Well, th- yes, for me, there was significantly a lot less traveling, um, None of our customers wanted to see us anymore. Um, and so for me, it was like really working from home. And there was a lot of, um, how can I put it, administrative work <laughs> to be done. Oh, yeah. And so I'm in the healthcare industry and in sales. And so for me, no hospital wants to see you at that point. They're really focused on mm-hmm. uh, seeing sick patients and and they really shut down their resources, Uh, quite a few hospital systems shut down their resources. So for me, it was really, again, being able to communicate and touch base with customers through creative means, more phone calls, emails, things like that, and just kind of just showing the support from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, one thing that I was able to do as well was find more time for myself, I was able to, you know, to get on my bike more, which is great. It used to be just a a weekend thing. And then it was really neat to be able to do that during the week and, you know, uh, take take rides with my wife, for example, or even with my kids over the summer with no school and everything. So it was just nice to enjoy a little bit of family time, which, you know, there was a nice balance during this time. So if there was a silver lining to the whole pandemic, I think that it was being able to connect with family more. Uh, from my perspective, so yeah, yeah, it was cool. And it's all
0: of a sudden you. I realize I'm like, oh well, I'm living with someone. Hey, yeah. <laughs> who are you just <laughs> passing by through?
1: Oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's no, yeah. there's no escaping when you're social distancing and you're stuck at home.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we have a big backyard, so that was good.
1: That's right. <laughs> fresh air fresh air <laughs> yeah oh, that's yeah cool.
0: no but it, it was nice and and you're mentioning traveling a lot but i know there was a lot of commute for me and we were talking like over an hour commutes because of traffic and all of that so all of a sudden i'm gaining two hours back in my life where i'm like whoa, I have so much more time. And it's not just like, you know, the getting ready phase, you know, you're getting ready to uh, to work and you have to you know get your hair and everything done. It's not just that. It's just like just been sitting in traffic for so long that you can't do anything, you can't be productive. So that those two hours were, you know, Amazing, like you said, to recenter, refocus, and um, just you know, taking care of ourselves a little bit more. We started a, a massive garden in our backyard, uh, which was really nice. Getting uh, you know some fresh air, like you said. Although it's Florida, so it's very um, very hot, but that in fresh the air morning, is pretty hot. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> it really is. Oh man, yeah, hot and humid. Yep. Yay. we, we so, can um, down here in
1: Florida. We can't wait until January. <laughs> Our winter (laughs) for a couple of weeks. Yeah, a
0: couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and then you'll see everyone with like, you know, those snow boots and, and those huge jackets and you're like, come on, it's cold, but not that cold. Pull out the
1: Uggs. Let's go. (laughs) 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 Oh man. Well, I know, I know we wanted to touch base about today. We wanted to talk a little bit about watches, of course, especially during the pandemic time and some of the things that we've maybe, um maybe picked up yeah what well, before we get started why don't we do a wristwatch check
0: yeah what i was you- wondering you, <laughs> you're, you're in charge of this and i was like well i'm waiting i'm waiting should i jump so uh, today wearing? i'm wearing uh, i'm wearing my black bay 52 uh, i'm wearing my black bay 58 uh navy blue today you just oh, made a new is-
1: tudor watch
0: I just just made a new Tudor watch, oh my gosh, right? (laughs) That's okay. 52, I don't, well, see if Tudor, if you're listening, I guess. uh, Send the
1: royalties to at lady's wrist. (laughs)
0: 58, 58, yes. And so this is my citizenship watch. And today I am, um, um, I'm going to a training to become a pole worker, Uh, not a pole dancer, I know because I hear that a lot. So well, that, that a poll was worker, <laughs> I'm working the polls <laughs> on election day. So um, I'm uh, I'm going on on a, uh, through a training today, and so uh, I thought it was very fitting,
1: very appropriate, very cool. Yeah, very cool. And for me, I'm wearing my Grand Seiko, which is part of the Heritage collection. It's the uh, SB. GP007, which is the 60th anniversary limited edition of that quartz. And uh, to the me, that blue dial, right? That blue dial. And if you get it in the yeah. right light, it says 2020 on there. So that's just kind of, I felt that it, it was appropriate to commemorate this year. And while we talk about this on this podcast with this particular mm-hmm, watch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, When did you get that? You got it soon, recently, I, right?
1: I picked it up actually, I believe at the end of October. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, at the end of uh, April.
0: Okay. Oh, so yeah. So during the the whole yeah, right? Lockdown like thing, right though, when right, it happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See. So yeah. That's that's awesome. So yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful watch. Well, for thank sure.
1: you. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So and um, around that time, that's where I got my Ming too. So that's like my lockdown watch. I know we had uh, so much time. To be on our phones too <laughs> and to look online you know the perfect excuse was like you know training brands were like putting so much content online so you know you're just scrolling down scrolling down and uh, I saw uh, someone selling it on a um on Facebook actually which was very strange I never bought a watch uh, like that before and um I was like you know what it was meant to be I jumped on it for a quick conversation with the uh with the gentleman who was also uh uh watch nerd um i uh, i was like yeah well let's let's do this and the watch was coming from thailand if i'm not I'm making any mistake yes um so we was shipped and arrived uh very quickly and uh, yeah that's my uh, lockdown watch my uh, my little diva too
1: i'll i'll tell you it's been a fascinating year when you're taking a look at watches because there were a lot of events that were rescheduled or possibly shut down um, due to the pandemic but the watch industry was still able to be creative and resilient Mm. and come up with different ways to consistently launch new watches almost on a weekly basis it seems like uh, as the summer progressed
0: i feel like it just accelerated everything so things that would have happened anyway the brands and uh, you know professionals and everyone was forced to to just make it faster like using uh the internet and uh you know online platforms, social media to advertise launch products and be closer to their base this where we're going that way anyway and you know the the you know what happened the pandemic just made it uh, happen faster um Events like you know watch fairs and things like that, like Basel World, mm-hmm. uh, it was on the declined for a few years. I was you know reading more and more complaints about it. I never attended Basel World, but I was reading you know complaints, uh, and and um, well, all of a sudden it crashed. Well, it was meant to restructure, transform, maybe not like happen the way it did like that so brutally, but it it was on the decline anyway. They had a lot of things to change from you know what I was uh, hearing, so. Well, you know, it happened, and um, SIHH became Watch and Wonders, and after the success of the Miami edition uh, in 2019, because I attended that event, um, you know, that that watch fair, and I saw how different it was from SIHH, I you know, we all realized this was the future of watch fairs, uh, where we're a lot closer to collectors, buyers. And there's not so much a distinction between working in the industry, but also becoming, you know, a passionate and becoming a collector. It's like it, the, the lines are a little blurry, uh, blurry there. And um, it needs to be a lot more... Um, SIHH was... Amazing because we would see all the release of the new products and talk to vendors, especially, you know, it was made for buyers, mm-hmm. except on the last day where you could go and, uh, you know, interact with everyone as a consumer but we we don't want that distinction so much between you know buyers and between sellers because sometimes we're both and um and we just really want that inter- interaction we want to you know connect with other collectors other watch fanatics if i may say um uh, so and
1: i think it makes sense for the manufacturers to direct uh, to directly uh, touch the viewers and, and the yeah. consumers versus just going ahead and hitting the dealers too, because, you know, they just took advantage of people being at home mm-hmm. in front of their computers and laptops to go ahead and, you know, maximize the industry. So good on the watch industry yeah. for doing that. I know, I know I was able to pick up a couple of watches during this period of time. <laughs> so in fact, I mean, did you pick up? Uh, a few watches? I, I think you did too. Do you want to share some of the watches?
0: So yeah, this year I was like, well, I'm going to stick to uh, three because last year I was like, I'm going to stick to one and I and I had three. So this year, uh, obviously I didn't stick to one and I didn't stick to three either. Uh, so I got the Ming during the lockdown, like really our lockdown. And then when we reopened, um, so in July, I got my my tutor um, 58, not 52, <laughs> and so, so I got that one, which was definitely not planned, uh, I like to plan my purchase, and I like to obsess over them for the longest, and um, yeah, kind of like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I really, yeah, like to read, and read, and read, and, and um, well, on this one, it came out, uh, yes, it was leaked the day before the release, like online, not with the dealers, not with with us, at least um, I didn't know what it was, we didn't receive the product until the day of, but what um, I I was seeing it online everywhere, so I was like, oh, it looks nice, it looks nice, and I saw it and I was like, wow, that blue is really nice, and the more I was handling it, because I sold quite a few, and the more I was handling it, the more I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's wow. And, um, so it wasn't really meant to, uh, to happen, but I got the occasion to, uh, to get one really by chance and I'm glad I did. So that was my second one. And then I got two other ones too, uh, one very, very soon after, which, uh, I, you know, I haven't uh, put it on, on, on Instagram yet, so I'm not sure. Does it exist if it's not, you know, announced on, online? It's, it's almost <laughs> like the
1: tree in the forest. If it falls and yeah. nobody hears it, did that tree really fall? <laughs> why, do, <laughs> why don't exciting. we keep that one a secret then? Just because just you haven't really launched that on your Instagram page. We'll, we'll be fair. <laughs>
0: right yeah no I've been uh, I've been enjoying it um mostly staring at it because it's 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 really pretty but uh so there's that one and there's another one too that I got uh not not too long after that which I same thing I haven't uh made it uh public I mean you know about them for sure and um if you uh you know uh, some people you know do it. it's not a secret it's just that you know I haven't uh found the, the the right timing to uh, just uh, made them uh, you know introduce them to to the world pretty much so yeah four um and I'm and I've been obsessing with just so many others as you know it's
1: it's easy to do when you've got time on your hands in front of your computer <laughs> they're they're like the distractions of the day
0: <laughs> oh gosh right it, it really yeah they really are what about you so there's two
1: so for me I ended up I ended up picking up this uh grand Seiko um, mm-hmm. Which I really enjoy. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a neat piece. It's a it's almost like a chameleon in a way that you can wear it with a pair of shorts or a t-shirt. But I've also worn it um, kind of dressier, and so I, I, I love that part of it. Um, I don't usually gravitate towards quartz watches. I have a few in my collection, a couple in my collection. Um, I've got a Seiko Tuna that I wear often, and um, for activities and but this one i really was enamored by the uh, plus and minus five seconds a year i mean like
0: you're you're saying quartz but they're not all equal and uh, grand seiko quartz are like it's a different it's a different there's a
1: different there's a different animal when you look at the grand seiko Mm -hmm. quartz and the quality that they put on those watches and it's just you know it's the typical grand seiko high level quality uh, watch. So yeah. that was one of them. The other one was as you guys know, I I like watches that you can beat up. And wa- I'm a I'm a big Seiko fan. I do like the Seiko as well. And um don't get me wrong, I like my Swiss watches as well, but I do I do <laughs> I do like <look laughs> a good Seiko. And I kept hearing about this SRP777 and, and you know, it's the turtle. wait, right? wait the Yeah. Which one exactly? It's the (laughs) SRP777. The 777. I needed some luck. I needed some luck in 2020
0: okay we're gonna stay there we're not gonna mention the letter no no it's it's, no okay
1: there are a couple of variants you can look it up online however you want to see it but uh and
0: i'm I'm, I'm teasing and leslie's referring and leslie's
1: referring to the japanese made versus the international forward slash malaysian made so it's a j version (laughs) or k version for those of you out there that have time to go ahead and google uh and look at a at a watch forum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a huge, there's a huge controversy between the two. But anyway, um, the 777. I, I just, I've always heard about it. It's an homage to the, I believe, reference 6309, uh, which came out many years back. They've modified or, or modernized this particular watch. 200 meter um, watch resistance. It's just one of those watches that you can really beat up and I put it on various straps it's it's definitely a strap monster you can put a NATO on it I like wearing it on um, some rubber straps that I've picked up actually Uh, the Zulu diver straps I'm a huge fan of and man that watch I almost feel like I wear that watch a few minutes every day and I keep it on my bedside. It, it makes for a nice little watch clock in the middle of the night because the loom <laughs> on that is insane. Is it? yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane. All oh, nice. But, um, yeah, I like that watch too. And I don't know what took me so long to pick that watch up. But a, a lot of people, I kept seeing it online, and a lot of people were mm-hmm. talking about you know how they love it. And I picked one up, and I was like, man, I just waited too long. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that one. And then another one that I got very recently – and this is a new brand for me, um, but I ended up looking through the Hodinkee. I think I got an email actually from Hodinkee on this particular watch, and it's the Oris Pro Pilot GMT Fifty Seventh Reno Air Races Limited Edition. That is a mouthful for a watch.
0: Yes, it it is. Yeah. I'm just going to (laughs) call it
1: my Oris GMT from now on. There we go. (laughs) Abbreviate it. Yeah. But I saw that.
0: black and blue.
1: I saw that watch and it is absolutely Mm -hmm. striking in my opinion. I mean, and it ticked a lot of boxes for me. You know, it's a, it's a 41 millimeter watch. It's a great size for me. A lot of, you know, I'm a sucker for a GMT. Um, hopefully when I get to travel again, um, I do wear my GMTs often and, um, you know, it had the date in there. It's it's kind of neat because there's an inner and an outer uh, ring, and on the inner ring, basically, it's like your date, and on the most outer ring is 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 your um, GMT, and it's it's really to commemorate the 57th anniversary of these races, and these races happen in Reno, Nevada, and it's the fastest vehicle in land that races, and it's actually not even on land it's on, uh, it's in the air. And Mm -hmm. so they're out there racing these small planes at like 500 miles an hour. It's just insane. Um, and the neat part about this is this watch was supposed to launch and it launched in September to go ahead and commemorate the event that happens in Mm -hmm. September. Well, because of 2020, (laughs) it got canceled. And so now I have a watch that commemorates a canceled event. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It, it's just, um, just again, another reminder of 2020 and like yeah, the, yeah. the weird. It's probably the
0: only time they canceled it too.
1: I would, I would like think most, so. Yeah. I like like most events. So. It
0: was a, the, yeah, the only time they got canceled. So that, that's awesome. I'm so glad that they released this watch. It's beautiful, but the story behind is just like, yeah, it's really it's so great. And I know
1: that um, it's, I love the way Oris does so many different collaborations. And actually, they have been the official um, timekeeper for this event since like 2018. So, you know, good on them for continuing the launch. Yeah, totally.
0: No, that's great. Yeah. It would have been it would have been yeah sad that they wouldn't have released this watch honestly because it, it looks so great and uh, yeah I feel it, very yeah, fortunate
1: w- there there are only a thousand pieces and I was able to grab nice. one of them so yeah I'm excited about nice, that nice congratulations K- I I don't have it yet Hodinkee <clears throat> so ho- <laughs> hopefully I get it soon
0: what's going on there <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah oh anyway so those are the watches do like
0: me just just you know post pictures right away because otherwise i, <laughs> right, right, right. I don't want to wait
1: <laughs> no so true so true do you do you notice then during this uh, pandemic over the summer you gravitating towards a particular watch versus you normally wear
0: yeah, well yes um uh, actually it's um it's a good point because um i started wearing my my apple watch more <laughs> and No, no, don't.
1: What just happened? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know.
0: No, because I've been uh, I've been running again and um, going back to the gym and all that stuff. So the rubber strap makes it so comfortable. Of course, it's it's not as pleasant as looking at you know a mechanical timepiece, but it still looks great. And so yes, I I wasn't I haven't worn this thing in two years plus. More than that, actually. And uh, all of a sudden, I started picking it up again. And I was like, oh, well, that's actually a really nice watch, too. But yeah, apart from that, um, my Tudor Heritage Black Bay, I'm wearing it very often. My Submariner 2. Anything that's on the dressier side, uh, I'm not wearing as, as much. I really don't have that many anyway, but I'm not wearing as much... Um, because I'm, I'm looking more for like you know more of a beater which is something that's yeah i'm
1: tracking with you I, i'm the same yeah. I, i've been doing the same thing a lot of my i'm gonna say dressier or more expensive watches i'll say um they've just kind of been sitting kind of just chilling waiting waiting to get back into the game but um i've noticed wearing this srp more often. I've been wearing my Tudor heritage, the 41 millimeter one more often. I've been wearing my tuna. It's just the activities that you end up doing are so different. I mean, I think since the pandemic, I've worn a suit like twice, (laughs) which is, you know, I would wear that twice within like the first half of the week. It's so, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. So I mean like your watch game somewhat changes because of it. And I think you realize that, um, you have to find the function that fits.
0: Yeah, yeah. So exactly, and so uh, that's that's a good point. But it's also modifying what I'm becoming obsessing about. Like you know, in terms of watches, uh, there are some um, really nice dressier watches that I used to uh, read a lot about, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden. Um, all of a sudden um, I have like no use of them, so uh, I'm I'm gearing more towards you know watches that have a bracelet or maybe lower price points or things like uh, I've been obsessed with Panerai again, uh, so looking at, I'm looking at a specific one, so uh, it's gonna be pre-owned and I'm I've been tracking it like crazy, uh, I'm discovering other brands like Oris, I'm seeing more and more of that big crown. Well. I, uh, I've been reading a lot and looking at a lot of pictures of that. Uh, I think it's the 80th uh, edition. Oh yes. Oh yeah. was that green dye. I love green dye with that
1: point, that pointer date right? Yes, so beautiful. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: So it's the big crown point of date, 80th, uh, 80th anniversary edition. And uh, uh, is that I one in like, bronze? Whoa. Is that in yes. bronze? Yeah.
1: It's yes. So neat.
0: Yeah. And that bronze look amazing because sometimes it can be high polished, and you're like, Ooh, it looks like fake gold. Um, but that bronze looks so soft. And uh, so I know this is one that uh, I'm going to be picking up soon. Um, the Explorer, forget about it. I probably, you're probably tired of me talking about that Explorer, like the regular Explorer. Like I'm, yes, this like, yeah, this is completely unreasonable. Well, just, um, just
1: keep the Explorer <laughs> on the short list. That's something that you, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's something There's that you're that, really interested in. Yeah. And I don't know if you, um well, I, you probably know, cause I probably sent you the link. Um, Ming is releasing something new soon too. Yes. So I'm like, oh, so I've been saving for this because I know I will have to, I might not get it because it's going to be sold out like, you know, in, in 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 a second. But if I get my hands on one, then this is definitely whatever it is. This is definitely a yes. Okay. And they were talking about the uh, Mosaic, which is not going to be this new release, but it's going to be soon too. And I know this Mosaic too, it would have to be in my collection. So uh, I'm saving for that. And uh, yeah the um, the other one too that I've been eyeing uh, it's the uh, original overseas from Vacheron Constantin the 222 or 222 like however you want to call it either in gold or in steel and gold I see a lot of ladies quartz that are a little on the smaller size I believe 34 millimeter but I'm looking for the jumbo and uh, we're talking about completely different different price points than but phew, yeah and those are now watches that I would have uh, paid so much attention to if uh, you know this whole pandemic wasn't like it didn't happen simply because right. I was eyeing completely like I was eyeing uh, watches you know on, uh, to wear on a strap on like the thinner size dressier size I always wanted uh, to add a typical ladies watch to my collection because I don't have one and uh but why w- would I why would I do that right now it's uh, so yeah
1: you know what's interesting if you if you play this game long enough and you're a collector for many years you get to and you lay all your watches out you can see like what your life was like as you were picking up these pieces That's
0: very true and yeah. it'll
1: share it's it's really it's like a, it's a personification of your life mm-hmm. and, and, you know, what you were like as a collector at that time. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I thought you were going to say you were going from Vacheron now to Seiko and you're like nothing but a seiko <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that's you know, where you I were think... going to turn for a second. <laughs> but, but I, I think that I would, I would encourage our listeners to share in the comments and give us their perspective. Have there been changes in how they pick up or how they're wearing their watches, you know, are there watches in their collection that they're wearing more often than the other ones and have their views based off of this pandemic changed how the watch game, you know, what's interesting as well too is how are some of the higher end brands going to address that? Because, you know, during a pandemic, everybody probably worries, not everybody, but a lot of people probably worry about, you know, what their wallet's like and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they're, that's true. they start that's focusing true. on risk. Um, and yeah, yeah. What happens? Do you end up picking up that $25,000 watch or do you find happiness in that $1,500 watch mm-hmm. or a thousand dollar watch? So.
0: Yeah, it's true. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, that's why Rolex is doing so well and that's why the vintage uh, world of watches is doing so well too they are seeing it as you know for it is or it isn't uh, that's you know everyone' has a different opinion on this but a lot of people are seeing it as investment so they're like instead of having all you know cash around uh, they'll they'll you know grab a Rolex and one that uh, over the years have shown that it you know appreciate in value and um, that way, they can still fulfill their uh, crave for a new watch, but mm-hmm. at the same time, maybe not feel so guilty of spending all this money. Some people were not affected at all, and some people really saw their watch game, you know, slow down because of the uncertainty, um, as well. So it's um, it's very different. But you're right; it really shows the the state of mind, uh, you know, our mindset when we were. We had at the time we bought this watch, or you know, in, in our collect collection, um, because there's all those elements that are influencing us, uh, and they are like you know, pretty big, um, pretty uh, important. So, um, yeah, I didn't slow down my collection this year, though. I thought it would, but damn, it, I for me, it made it worse to be honest. It really made it worse.
1: I thought it was going to slow down my collection too, <laughs> <laughs> my collecting, I should say, but you know. I think it is what it is and you know we're fortunate in the positions that we're in that we're able to do what we did
0: for sure but yeah it's been very interesting and um yeah I um the the time we spend online to look at all this it's um or at least what we decide to spend our time on and the fact that it's been fueled by all those watch brands and even the retailers. I mean, there are some pretty big retailers that are doing podcasts and, and they started before mm-hmm. uh, all this happened, but it's all of a sudden... Well, it's been a source of information, um, you know, um, genuine information, at least official information, should I say. Uh, So we've been listening to that. um, And and a lot of people also are putting a lot more content because, again, we're really craving that interaction and we have this platform. So it's kind of like a perfect storm.
1: You know, one thing that I'm seeing, too, in the industry is... So we're very familiar with the big brands and they're going to do what they do just because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're the big brands. I mean, they're the pillars of the watch market. Um, Those are like the Rolexes, the Omegas, the Pateks. Um, But I've seen more and more micro brands come out too. And them taking advantage, you know, it's interesting, like when you have, and I think about businesses in general, if you're very, very large, you're either going to have deep enough pockets to be able to float or you're going to mm-hmm. sink. Yeah. Um, and then, or if you're smaller, it's an opportunity that a lot of times that you have more um, flexibility and you can be a little bit more nimble in business. And so it's neat to watch some of these, um, some of these micro brands come out, like the Mantas and the the Norcanes and, and the mm-hmm. different brands mm-hmm. like that. So it's, yeah. it's neat yeah. to see that.
0: It, it is, and it's refreshing too, um, because i mean you, you need variety and and diversity uh again because otherwise we get we can get bored easily but it's never boring because once you're like tired of like you know reading and looking at a certain brand or a certain type of watch well you realize that hey there's something else that exists there and, oh that's cool and that's different and uh it's it's really I mean I always compare it and, and I used to compare it you know with with food and and different types of cuisine. We might have a preference in a type of cuisine that we like, but why you're not going to eat the same thing all the time? oh uh, so you're experimenting. You like you're like oh well I didn't know about this or you know about this restaurant or this place or this recipe. And so um it's it's never it's never boring ever because you can have pretty much it's endless it's limitless for the the content and the creativity side of of watches so um it's it's awesome
1: you know the the other thing too is while I've been fortunate enough to be able to pick up a couple of watches recently throughout this pandemic the other thing that this time has allowed me to do was enjoy the collection that I currently have yeah and you know I think that there might be quite a few collectors out there too that have taken a step back, slowed down just to, just for a quick second and just to take mm-hmm. a look at the watches that they have and enjoy what they have and maybe actually do a little bit of spring cleaning or summer cleaning Yep, and yep. say, hey, you know what? I don't wear this one as often. I know I did. I, I was able to let go of a couple of pieces that deserve a better owner. Um, They probably would be able to, they would wear that watch more often. And so, you know, it's, it's an interesting time to take a little bit of retrospect and take a look at the watch, your watch habits, the watch collecting in general, and just the watch industry. What any predictions? Um, you know, right now we're recording this in October, uh, end of October. And, um, you know, we only have a couple of months left in 2020. Any predictions that you, um, uh, thinking of about this whole situation?
0: Um, in terms of like um new release, yes, I, you know, I I don't know, I. If they release anything new right now, it would have to be available right away. Otherwise, you'd be focusing on something you can't have just before the holidays. So I don't know if that would be a good thing. Um. I, I don't I don't know because it it's like we will we will have to go watch shopping very soon uh for the holidays in order to have what we want because again the the production is limited uh and uh not everything is back to you know the way it was before in ter- in terms of like if av- yeah availability but also you know store hours are still reduced people still don't necessarily are comfortable going out it depends on which part of the world you are of course or you know which states too sure. but. Um, I don't think I, I. don't think new releases will happen. Um, I mean, we had a few that were announced already. So October would be fine, but uh, past October, I don't think so. What I'm thinking too is what I think. Again, it's just me, so who knows? Is brands will start to release. Um, not watches, but like other types of products and merchandise, because I've I think people are really craving that, like a nice branded you know watch box, and not necessarily you know like Wolf. And I love Wolf. I have like everything's Wolf. Honestly, in terms of storage, but in terms of like really special and not just gifts either, because we all want that gift, you know, like uh, we all want that cab, that pen, and so, a keychain so and I things mean, like that. I don't so. mean to interrupt you, but
1: mm-hmm. Wolf, if you're listening, that's at ladies' <laughs> wrist. <laughs> um yes. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Which it makes sense. It's perfect timing for um, the holidays, yeah. it, and so you know the manufacturers are doing that. And I think I remember a conversation you and I had months ago regarding how during the holidays things slow down in Europe.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: the manufacturing process slows down as well, too. Um, And to think that it's slowing down even more than it already has due to the pandemic yeah, so that's kind of yeah. an interesting thought process. Yeah, because
0: they're um, everything like the manufacturer, at least in Europe, they close for sure mid, uh, mid December for sure, and so everything, um, uh, the the last orders that you can place, if you can place an order, uh, would be end of November at the very latest because you can maybe they're a little faster or they'll be a little faster who knows but generally it takes about a good two weeks to 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 get what you want again it depends on places depend on product availability but keep in mind the two weeks if you can order it of course so if you have any orders that you want to place um, for something that's not limited that's you know still available end of November would be that timeline and or before past that, don't don't count on, on getting it on time for the holidays. Don't I mean if you do great, uh, that would be wonderful, but don't don't risk it and yeah. don't really expect it either. Right.
1: It might be coming in like January or February. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: and everything, yeah. The stores are still not open fully, they may not be staffed. Uh, fully and uh, you know brands what they're receiving uh, sometimes brands still have in place you know a quarantine process so everything they're receiving has to wait a, you know a day or two days to open or, or you know things like that so everything is delayed and they have to catch up on everything that was ordered before so um and you don't really want to do anything rushed either. You don't want to rush your sales associate or the person you're ordering to. They might be fine totally and, and they will be fine because that's their job. But um, when you get something high end, the process is, you know, super important. Yes. You really need to slow down and really enjoy every step of it. So um, yeah.
1: 2020 has definitely been a banner year for many different things. There have been challenges people have faced throughout this year. Um, as we put this podcast out, I'm thinking about all of our listeners and hope that you guys have been able to overcome these challenges the mm-hmm. best you can. Yeah. I hope you guys are all in great health and staying as healthy as possible. Um, I look forward to what 2021 brings. I think that there are going to be some great things in the watch, uh, industry as far as, uh, what might be coming out in 2021. And I look forward to closing this year out as best as we can. And, um, you know, it, I'm optimistic for what the future holds. And man, put 2020 in the record books, right? I mean.
0: Yeah. What a year. <laughs> what a year. What a year. Yeah. yeah. And and like you said, the most important is, is, you know, our health, our family, our loved ones. So uh, everything, you know. On top of that, it's just extra. It's just bonus. Um, but yeah, it's been a very interesting year. Um, one that hopefully we won't have to repeat next year or any or ever. Yeah, let's um, hope not. Because <laughs> there's been a lot of positive things, but at the same time, overall, it's it's been yeah very very challenging. Yeah. So let's hope we'll you know we'll learn at every level and um yeah and and move on, uh, in in a better direction. So yeah, let's, um, yeah, 2021, right? Yep.
1: Stay healthy, stay (laughs) healthy healthy. or try, try your best. Um, was there anything you wanted to share additionally?
0: No, I think of, I mean, yes and no. We can still continue for like hours because I know I know ourselves.
1: <laughs> we'll continue on the Oops. next uh, episode yeah. of our next podcast. There
0: we go. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll yeah. we'll for we'll sure. we'll
1: probably put a pin on this one. So, um, yes. thank you so much for listening and spending time with us on Bezel Banter. Uh, please hit the show notes for more details and links. You can follow us on Instagram. Leslie is at Ladies Wrist and I'm at Ernesto Guapo 72 And you can follow the show at Bezel Banter Media for any updates on new episodes or other communications. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to reach out to us on bezelbanter at gmail.com and please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcast because it truly helps us out. Additionally, you can grab this episode and other episodes at www.bezelbanter.com Thanks again, and we look forward to catching up with you on another episode of Bezel Banter. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you. Bye.